Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Shamai, hello and welcome to this podcast. I'm your host, Sam Cook. Over the next half an hour, you'll be hearing from some of this country's biggest stars. From where they got their big break, to struggles that they may have faced along the way. In this week's episode, we'll be putting TV chef Colleen Ramsey in the spotlight. Hello, Colleen. Hello. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. How are you? Not too bad. How's filming been going for series two? Boyd or Boyd? Boyd or Boyd. Life and food. Um, yeah, really good. This is our last day, actually. So um, we've all gone a little bit loopy. Here's something I've always wondered about cookery shows. Do you get to eat the food after you've made it for TV? Yes. Or like, um... does like production get to eat it? Oh, well, they like to show me eating it. And we have all the family around. We have different people who come and eat it. So it always gets eaten. But then also all of the production team will eat it. And I'm really glad because I want them to like it too. Is there that pressure knowing that you're cooking for kind of, you know, all the people who are making the show? I mean, if I didn't think it was a good recipe, it wouldn't be on there. And it's been tried and tested. So I'm quite happy. I'm quite confident with it. Fingers crossed everybody likes it. Yeah. Do you get to decide which recipes get put into the show? Is that like a lengthy process beforehand at deciding what's, you know, what's coming up? Yeah, they're they're so nice. They just leave it to me and um, they just give me all the trust. And uh, I get to run away with it and just get all the ideas, um, which is good, really. No, they don't tell me what they're doing. How do you split it? Like healthy recipes, um, you know, ones which are potentially a little bit less healthy for you. Like, how do you how do you kind of work that all out? I really make sure there are enough um, meat dishes, fish dishes, vegetarian dishes, some that show off a little bit more skill, some that are really easy that anybody could try um pastry dishes things that are really from scratch and then things the way you can cheat just because I want to show like a good variation of of content um for different levels of cooking because there's people in my family who can't cook at all and obviously friends of mine that foodies so I think I want it to sort of appeal to everybody the show itself the first series Bowie to Boyd people loved it I mean from your point of view the but what, how how did it feel to have such a, a good reaction to it? Honestly, it's all been a kind of a whirlwind and I'm just kind of going with it. <laughs> so um, the the editing and all the way it comes together, it was almost like I was watching a new show I wasn't in and I couldn't believe that that was supposed to be me that I'm watching. Um, so I enjoyed it and I'm in it. So yeah. um but yeah, I think uh, it's all part of the crew and all the team and they do a fantastic job. Um, I'm really glad it, it it did well, but I was just so happy to just have the experience of doing it anyway. 
as someone fairly new to the the presenting game how, how are you finding that I'm just winging it <laughs> that's all it's about it. that's literally all it's about I just know what I'm doing when I'm cooking is when I'm not cooking that I feel really self-conscious and like I don't know how, what to do but yeah I can talk about myself I can talk about my family I can talk about food so um that I can do do you remember um when this idea first came about and tell us more about that yeah well I've got to be honest I was a little bit like so they just want a reality show about Aaron you know obviously and a little uh, peek through the door and they try and get me as a as a way in you know but then they sort of the barn media Carrie and Brett they were wonderful um I realized I could trust them and then they brought in Sarah, who's a producer, and I met her. And uh, I realized, no, they are, they're foodies. They like the Instagram thing. And they wanted to make it like similar to my Instagram, which I was doing anyway. So I thought, well, why not? The Instagram thing. Why, why did you start kind of posting the, the food on the Instagram? Was that just like a hobby that you just in, enjoyed doing? And um, kind of why did you start doing that? So I was in a um, cookery school in London called Cordon Bleu. Um, mm-hmm. and we made some beautiful stuff and I just wanted to show it because it was a shame not to. No, no one could see it unless I posted it and I wanted to show my friends and family and just, well, not show off, but just. I mean, if you're it. at Cordon Bleu, you just, you're going to want to show what you're cooking. Well, they teach us how to do everything. Yeah. So it wasn't my creations. It was following the rules of French cooking and, and there was some beautiful things. So I just started off with that. and then. Then when I finished, I just went home and I was like bursting with ideas. And then I started a cake company um, with wedding cakes. And they are obviously so beautiful to look at. So it kind of went from there. In your personal opinion, what would you say makes good food? Feelings. I mean, I, I know that sounds now, but it's true. There's a time for all kinds of different foods when you're sad when you're happy, when you're on holiday, when it's Christmas time. And I think that for me, food is really wrapped up in like loads of feelings and like emotions and memories. And it's more than just food. Cheese makes everything better, cheese. Cheese. Oh, well, that was going to be my next question. Like, what is your favorite food? But if you, now if you're a big fan of cheese. Cheese. I, I would put cheese on everything. But I Any particular to... dish? Cheese on toast? You know, a Monster. block of cheese? Burrata, mozzarella. I love a bit of mozzarella in noodles, kind of like a Korean kind of thing. And you have these stringy noodles and they're spicy and they have mozzarella and it's my go-to comfort food for sure. Are you the type of person who will nibble cheese from the fridge? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that's the interview. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> and sort of like your cooking journey, you talked about Cordon Bleu um, there, but how, how did this all begin for you? Were you always interested in cooking when you were younger? Yeah, I used to like watch mum doing the cooking. She's a great cook and she used to let me help her. Um, but it was kind of when I went to uni, you start having to cook for yourself. Um, I started getting a little bit more into it. And then my mum said, Listen, you, I was going to become a teacher, like a religious studies teacher after uni. And she said, why don't you take a year out? Just do something totally different. And that's when I did 
some cooking schools in London. And I just it sort of really snowballed from that, really, um, finding out that I've got a little bit of a natural sort of way with it. Things were just working. So I, uh, I, I realized I had a little talent there and it just went from there. Go into that cookery school in London. Were there some sort were there fears, reservations that kind of there's top standard of chef here? And as someone kind of who's gone, this is your second option that you said there you wanted to go into RE, is that like was there was there fear? Um, well, I didn't know anything about how prestigious this school was. I walked in there straight out of uni, and as you know, you go into uni, you don't know anybody sort of in the thick of it and you get used to that feeling so I didn't think anything it was just similar to walking into a uh just like just like uni really just going into a lecture room full of people that you don't know and also I was more of a savory cook and this was all pastry so um I didn't have any bad habits I didn't know anything about pastry at all so I just listened to what they said and then repeated it and whereas a lot of people struggle because they had yeah like bad bad habits and, and they wanted to do it their way in French cooking you do it their way and that's it <laughs> so yeah. it was easy we, we've touched on the fact that this presenting journey is you know fairly new to you and you've got this new show now was was that ever a dream of yours to to go into um tv cooking no I would run away from cameras tv I'm not that kind of person at all but I I don't know it's just sort of fallen into it and people like seem to like it so and now you've done more would you you've done the second series you're doing the second series now would would you like to do kind of a lot more of that I don't know I'm just rolling with the punches I'm just going with the flow and right now I'm really happy with the theories I'm happy with all the food we've had a blast we've really had a good time um so I'm just living for now and then next thing we'll see have you ever had, and I speak as someone with the surname Cook, well, what's been your worst ever cooking disaster? I once blew up a microwave, just saying. Oh, yeah. was, it in, was it something magical? Yeah, it was. It was one of those rice packets in university. Right. It was in uni, <laughs> though, and no one, you know, I'm just saying, people had made worse mistakes in their time. So, um, yes, well, actually... This is funny because this is very recent. So it turns oh, out dear. I cannot cook rice pudding to save my life or anyone else's. I, I cannot cook it. I've tried so many times to do it the traditional ways. And then I, I, I almost gave up. And then I tried it a different way. I kind of did it like I would cook risotto, but in a sweet way. And it worked. So, you know, we adapted and it, we got there in the end. What, what have um, your colleagues or like fellow students at Cordon Bleu what have they been saying about all these you know amazing opportunities you've now had with the show they're just really happy for me I think um it's been like for, for a lot of people they say like, it's been a long time coming like it sh- like it should have been but I I don't understand that because I never wanted to do it <laughs> it wasn't a dream it's just sort of something that's happened but I think um it is kind of like I was doing it as a hobby so why not why not do it on a bigger stage, I guess, if it's something I enjoy and other people enjoy. Yeah. What I think is really interesting as well is the fact that um like you know, you like Aaron Ramsey, you're 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 a you're a footballer's wife and you're now a TV chef. And that's something you don't generally kind of see those two 
match together. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I'm much more into um, knives and different oils than I am bags, bags and shoes. And I think I've always kind of been that way. Um, I look really girly, but I'm actually not that bad. Going to a posh cookery school like that, does it change your perspective on food and what you cook on a day-to-day basis? Well, I actually, in the same year, went to a really bad cooking school, which is in okay. a um, And that was awful, but I learned a lot of, like, different things like how to fillet a fish for example and take all the scales off and all that and I'm really grateful for that so I've done both and all it really did was just ignite in me this passion of creating things and even though I learned the skills I always thought I'm going to do that differently later I'm going to what if I did this with this and what if I changed that for that and just that kind of creativity just started going nuts and it's not stopped really it's all I think about all the time you still make the easy dishes at home sometimes the easy dishes are the best like what like chicken nuggets not like bread like good bread and butter it's still my favorite thing to have when you go to a like whatever restaurant if it's good bread and it's good butter but you don't get any better than that yeah do you have a meal plan I always feel really unorganized because at the start of the week, I don't make a meal plan. And I'm literally, I'm the, I'm the type of shopper who will go in and be like, I just have that, 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 which is really bad, really. I should make lists. And, you know, but just do, do you have a meal plan each week, week by week? Not week by week, um, because we do a lot of moving around and going here, there and everywhere. So not week by week, but all, there are times where I will plan the week and then times I'm really grateful that I did. So it is worth doing it. Um, it is handy and it does like save a lot of time and money and effort if yeah. you do it at the start of the week. So I've benefited from it when I've done it, but we mix it up all the time because we're always going everywhere. Yeah. And living with a footballer, it must be really handy that you've got kind of, you know, almost like meal plans and, and correct way of eating because you've got someone who knows their stuff about that. Does Does Aaron find that helpful? Yeah, I mean... The problem is with healthy food, sometimes you you can be bland if it's not um, cooked properly. So you can have like a chicken breast and it's like dry and boring and you're not going to enjoy it. But if you cook it properly. The way I cook a chicken breast. <laughs> if you cook it properly, it does help you enjoy healthier foods. Um, I guess it, it probably does help, yeah. Yeah. Another thing about the show is that it's Welsh language and you're still kind of very close to wales uh you touched on the fact that you've moved around a lot and kind of you know you're constantly kind of but but what would you say keeps bringing you back to wales i think i i feel incredibly lucky to be welsh um and wales is home you know the culture is home and the language is home and you know it's my heritage my grandparents were both minors um and i just love how you don't get all the silliness and the flashiness. I think Welsh people are real people and they know what's important. And yeah, all roads lead back to Wales. Because you move around a lot, how important is it for you to, to remind, because your children are young, so like how, impo- how important is it to you to keep reminding them where they come from? Do you know what I mean? Like, here I Oh, yeah, here I, that's a real, real thing. And when you move away from Wales, you really want to fly the flag. You know, you yeah. will have 
question oh is it just by English is part of England and it really makes you want to stand up for Wales um be just so much more proud of it um and you know my three of my boys were born in London we we loved living in London for the time that we did. We've got lots of English friends and, and everything. I don't want to go down that road. But, uh, you know, do I remind my kids that they have, you know, pure Welsh blood? Yes, I do. Every week, all the time. Mm-hmm. So it's important to, <laughs> yes, I do remind them that they're Welsh and that they should be proud of being Welsh. Um, we're like a little nation, but I think we've got a massive heart and I think loads of passion. Um, and when you meet other Welsh people, when you leave Wales, your family and it's like a real thing real please tell net. me they support cardiff city they do now <laughs> i was gonna say or is it, if they don't i mean you'd have some difficult They've dinner conversations so many different kits <laughs> oh yeah. yeah like how does how does that what happens to the old one when it's kind of they're done with it just flung it away back of the cupboard like everything else really um give it to somebody smaller in the family um <laughs> But we, you know, we have to move on. That was a period of time. That was a lovely chapter. We did well, and then now this this is a fantastic new chapter now. Yeah. How has um, the reaction been to that news? Well, I mean, we were all really excited. Oh, Daddy doesn't have to go now. Um, and then he went to Portugal for a week <laughs> for preseason. So, um, but when he comes back, this will be the first time we've ever really been settled, and we've yeah. ever all together in Wales so um yeah it's nuts to think that he's going to be around and we can like settle I I don't want to say I don't want to jinx it but um yeah I think we've all we're all really happy anyway that just sounds mad that the the moving thing like it just sounds like such a mad lifestyle did you how long did it you find that quite hard to adapt like like something like that where you're constantly kind of changing you know that mindset is that quite hard to adapt to that? No, I'm quite a flexible person and I will mm. just go with it though. And as long as Aaron is happy and enjoying his football, and I really mean that. Um, obviously, when we didn't have kids, it wasn't an issue. And when the kids were really little, it wasn't an issue. Now it's coming to a point where Sonny is nearly eight and, you know, it's the time now we would like him to stop moving schools. Um, so now it's a bit different. Uh, I would say if we had to move around now, it would have been a bit like, oh, really? So we're really happy that it's come at the perfect time to sort of come back home. Yeah. What is it kind of like, I don't know, it's, I don't know whether it's just culture or kind of, you know, social media, but kind of that kind of footballer's wife culture, is it different to how you expected it? Yeah, I think people just think you're going to be dull and and they don't think your opinion is worth anything and you're just something piece that's on their arm that's probably not got a brain cell but I think that's how it used to be I don't think people really care about the wild culture anymore and in my experience all of the wives and girlfriends are really strong independent sacrificing like their lives to support their husbands um they're business women they're well educated um I don't really see I have never met that kind of stereotypical wag they're mm. all really genuinely nice hard hard-working people who balance work and and family and supporting their husband whose job is obviously you know full full time so yeah 
How um how has Aaron been finding you know, you're getting used to kind of the presenting and all that kind of thing. How has he kind of found sort of watching you, you know, push into this sort of new career? I mean, we're all a little bit shell-shocked still, I think. And it is it's it's mental to us that people are allowing me to do it because it's such a hobby. So it's, I feel I think we're all just really happy. I think he's proud. He's told me that he's proud, which is really nice. Yeah. Um, I don't think anybody expected me to do anything like this because I'm quite shy. <laughs> um, so he's proud and um, we're all just enjoying it and enjoying all the new recipes and all the new food all the time because uh, I practice a lot. So they've, they've all tried everything a lot. <laughs> oh, really? So are you like practice? So, yeah, I suppose. So do you get like nervous before you cook it for the show? No, I've practiced it and everybody's tasted it and I've t- tried it about 17 different ways. So, so you've almost with them in the end. You've done the prep. Yeah, it's all in the prep. And that's what gives me the confidence. I'm like, I don't know what I'm saying, but the food's going to be good. <laughs> yeah. And now you've got this wonderful opportunity to take your recipes and allow other people to try them because you've got your cookbook, of course, which is fantastic um how does it feel having your own cookbook honestly above everything else that's my favorite thing it was a little bit cheeky I was a little bit I sneaked in I was like oh this would be good paired with the cookbook for this for the series but really I collect cookbooks I have every cookbook in like a library in my house is yours your favorite now well it's the one I'm most proud of of course Um, yeah I am happy with it um I don't, it's not my fave <laughs> because, you know, we've got some big names up there, but um, it's just amazing. I've got my own cookbook and it's, it's in amongst all the, all the others. Would you uh, release another one? I would like to. Um, we'll see. We shall see. Colleen, uh, we always end these podcasts with two questions. Uh, the first question is knowing what you know now, and you've had a significant kind of life change being a tv chef now uh what would you tell your younger self i would tell my younger self as i did to a school this morning that sometimes you don't find your talent until you're a little bit older and that's okay and if somebody tells you you're good at something listen to it find something that makes you happy and try and do that as a job and then obviously the old saying never work a day in your life um because you're enjoying yourself so just I would say jump and then figure it out. And just finally, what's next for you? You've obviously got Bowie de Boyd series two, but what what else have you got in the pipeline? I don't know. I mean, there's been talks of a of a podcast, which, you know, I is I just love all the podcasts. I'm really into radio and I feel like I'm more radio person than I am a TV but um I'd love to do something like that but I don't know we'll see we'll see what the future holds all very exciting well um I can't wait to see what you do next uh from all of us Colleen uh thank you very much we hope you've enjoyed this episode of in the spotlight for more TV and showbiz news, subscribe to our newsletter on walesonline.co.uk. Thank you.